0: Hello and welcome to Cruise News. Today we're gonna talk about social distancing on a cruise ship. Is it possible? Let's start with the embarkation and disembarkation. Now obviously getting everybody on a cruise ship and off of a cruise ship in the span of a matter of hours is already a little bit of a Jenga puzzle to say the least. If you've ever boarded a cruise ship before, you know that getting on can be a little bit of a zoo and a lot of people gathered in one space going through security, dropping their bags off, waiting for boarding, waiting for the rooms to be ready, lines at the gangways. So what can we do to try to improve this? Now, generally, you are assigned a boarding time when you go to board a cruise ship, and generally, most people ignore them. So clearly, this will have to be something that's enforced going forward to space out people's arrivals so that things can be managed a little more uh, appropriately to maintain social distancing. At the end of the day, though, you're still trying to get Two to 4,000 people, let's say, on board the cruise ship during a very small window of time. So there isn't a lot of room to space people out when you're talking about those kinds of numbers and keep people moving on board efficiently. Some of the ways that have been talked about mitigating this is obviously sailing at a lesser capacity. So they've got you know that same window of time, but they're going to be able to only have 25, 30, 40% of the people. So they'll have a little more manageability during the time window in the space that they have provided. One of the things that happens when you board a ship is most people don't carry their luggage on. Most people drop their luggage off with a porter. You kind of tag your bag, drop it, hope that it makes it to your room in the next, uh, you know, a matter of hours. You know, hopefully by the end of that first night, if all goes well. Now, if you've ever seen the, how the luggage is handled, you know, it, it's not it's not any worse than in an airport, but you'll see that the baggage is going to get stacked uh, pretty high, and then put in the kind of cages and then put aboard the cruise ship. Now, if you've ever looked in the crew elevators when they're handing the bags out or distributing the bags, uh, you know, to the rooms uh, in the hallways in front of the doors, if you poke in one of those elevators, you'll see that those bags are often 25, 30 high, just packed as they come off the elevators, like, you know, basically to the weight limit and then in kind of temporary little storage areas inside those crew Uh, you know, access hallways. Now, if the bags are contaminated, all those bags are kind of all stacked and touching each other. So will there need to be any changes done in how the baggage is handled, you know, to prevent any cross-contamination? And I guess one way we could look at doing that is when you hand the bag off to a porter, everything could be wrapped with that kind of saran wrap that you see at airports is, is something that pay people pay to do to secure their bags. But maybe this could be used as a way to kind of uh, isolate the bags as they're all gathered together and to distributed. And then when it's taken into your room, you can, you know, remove that or maybe the room steward steward can do that for you as part of delivering the bag to the door. Now speaking of putting bags in front of the doors, if you've been on a cruise ship you know that the hallways are not super wide. It's not, not claustrophobic or tiny when you're walking, but if you're two above average weight people crossing in the hallway, you're, you're going to have to turn sideways to pass. And likewise, if there's bags in front of somebody's door, you're going to have to kind of scoot to one side. There's not a lot of room to maneuver when there's groups of people going down the hallways. So definitely we're going to have to do some form of one-way hallways to solve this you know issue. And even with one-way hallways, you know, if people are kind of congregating or waiting for other party members, you know, outside the door from to come out, uh, there's going to have to be some kind of form of, you know, kind of etiquette, you know, going down the hallway so that you're not still passing people in a one-way hallway, which would somewhat the, the purpose of the spacing. Now, there's been talk of getting rid of the buffets for the time being, uh, but I also envision maybe we could do something like Holland America; they serve you at the buffets. I Mean you still walk up and you queue up for the buffets, but they have people that serve you the food and and that's the way it's been there for some time. obviously, kind of a variation of that where you would then have kind of socially distanced version of that, so you could kind of have markings so you know people in line for the buffet stations that they're interested in that are spaced out, and then someone's serving you the food and you move along, or maybe you know you're sitting at the table and you just tell. The waiter what you want from the buffet. But for the time being, it sounds like they will be getting rid of buffets for the short term, which is a bummer for those that really do prefer the buffet over, you know, sit down dining. I generally do the buffet for breakfast or lunch. So it doesn't have a profound impact on me. But I know that for a lot of people, the buffet is a big draw um, for cruising. And they, they just assume not get dressed up and go sit down and kind of take up an hour or two of their Uh, evening. And I totally get that. You know, that's one of the nice things about cruising is you do have choices. And if you start to remove some of those choices, you know, some of the benefits for some people start to diminish. Next idea is stopping only at private islands. So you know, unless they can get an exception, at least in the US, you have to stop at a foreign port as part of your cruise. You can't just go out to sea and come back there. There has to be a foreign stop involved. So maybe one way to get around this private islands are located in foreign countries, they may be much more likely to get exceptions. If the foreign countries are closed as cruise ships to at least stop at their private island, spend the day there or maybe an overnight there count that as your foreign stop and then have another day or two at sea or however length your cruise is and then go back to the cruise port that you left from. This would solve the issue of the foreign port. It would let people get off the ship and have a stop. And most people enjoy the private islands more than most of the stops, at least in the Caribbean and Bahamas in general anyway. Now, hot tubs or pools, will they be closed or open? My inclination is that they'll probably be closed, at least hot tubs, which, you know, you're basically going to be somewhat hot and steamy and breathing heavy by by definition uh and they're enclosed uh as far as the amount of space that you have the distance so uh, would be a concern but i do envision that hot tubs will at least be closed as well as saunas and you know gyms or places that are enclosed areas where uh, you're going to be breathing heavily and on cruise ships especially the smaller ones the gyms tend to be pretty small on the new ships this this would be less of an issue as far as crowding pools you know, I, I don't know if if that's something that would make sense. But I would think we're gonna have to assume that pools will be closed at least to start with. Something that we love to do on cruises is trivia or other similar you know, games where you're sitting as a group and competing with other people on on the cruise ship. Sometimes the people you came with, sometimes the people that you've recently met. And for us, it's actually a great way to socialize and meet new people early on in the cruise is forming trivia teams or whatever the event is that you're going to, whether it's bingo, whatever. You normally find people that you quickly, you know, gel with and and then end up hanging out with the rest of the cruise and keeping your teams together, especially for things that are kind of cumulative and scoring. One of the ways we found to improve our trivia score is to hit the like button. If you make it turn blue, you get a bonus point on every trivia. Now, this would be a little bit interesting because with social distancing, uh, you know, things like trivia may have to be much more individualized without teams to keep things separated, and the venues might have to change so that there's more room. Often these are held in venues where people are kind of packed in. It's often a common complaint for these things that there's not enough seating and enough room, so we may find that the bigger venues have to kind of share Uh, Throughout the day, where normally they're closed for rehearsals and things of that nature, we we may have to open up these uh, spaces to allow for these events to occur, or, uh, you know, maybe they're not able to hold them, which, you know, again, there's something for everybody on a cruise ship. Things like trivia and bingo are not things we would generally do at home, but we do find them to be quite enjoyable on a cruise and things that we do look forward to. Now for live shows in the main theater, if you've ever been to the main theater on a cruise ship, you know there's already policies generally for no reserve seatings, and normally people ignore all of these these rules, and it becomes a little bit of a a comic dynamic sometimes watching people save seats, people getting irritated, people are saving seats, the ushers or the people working are normally the entertainment staff, and they don't really have a way to enforce it without causing more issues, so things just kind of you know, get let the sort themselves out. Maybe one way to round this would be to do assigned seating for the time being. So they can ensure that parties that aren't together are sat separately. Again, this might have to be enforced, but maybe more like a traditional theater venue uh, in your hometown, you know, so they could have ushers that take you to your seat and, you know, get you seated. And, and hopefully that would you know, kind of solve this issue. of Maybe we can have a couple seat gaps around people. And again, if the cruise ships are sailing at a lesser capacity during this initial window, you know, might allow them to kind of space everybody out. Now, tender stops, if we do go places beyond uh, private islands or private islands that require tenders. So if you've been in a tender, they're not the most, well, they're big for a, for what it is, but they normally do pack you in because again we're getting a lot of people on and off in kind of a constant fashion you know from the ship you know to to the stop uh, and and then back again so these will you know either not be possible when when we start or again they're going to have to really limit the amount of people that are able to get on these tenders uh, and when you get on and off in tender there's normally a pretty big queue that forms during this process as well and obviously that will have to be managed so practically tender stops would probably be less likely during this time, or at least not not as feasible. Or again, you know, if we're cruising at a a significantly reduced capacity, that might help solve uh, some of these concerns. Now, when you're coming in to get off the cruise, it's a little bit of a free-for-all. People who were your friends the night before are now, uh, you know, cutting in line in front of you that you, you, thought, <laughs> you thought you were buddies with. But uh, that is just the nature of it. People are rushing they get flights that they booked without a lot of, you know, window for air. And you couple that with the fact that there's normally a very tight turnaround time and that they need to get everybody off the ship in a matter of a few hours, get the ship cleaned, and quickly as you're getting off, People are already starting the board. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, kind of downtime on a cruise ship for efficiency and profitability reasons. And they've got to get the ship turned around and get that port released for the next ship to come in the following day or later that day. The question is, are they going to need an extra day? You know, will there be an extra day required for the ship to come in, have more ample time to get people disembarked over a longer period of time, do a deep cleaning on the ship? and then start re-embarking people the following morning, or maybe over the course of, you know, the end of that day to the following day, you know, to get on over a a relaxed period of time, and then take off the following late morning. Now, obviously, some of the initial stuff we've seen has talked about wearing a mask whenever you're outside of your stateroom, unless you are actually sitting at a dining venue and eating. If you go to a bar, this you know, I guess you could cut a hole in your mask and put a straw in it and then seal it. And when you're not drinking, you just kind of walk around with a straw hanging out. Shark Tank, here we come. Masks are not comfortable for a lot of people for extended period of times, especially if it's hot and humid. Now, customer service is another area that you often see long queues at, especially early on in the cruise as people try to sort out things like their onboard credit not showing properly or room keys not being approved for purchases because a credit card hasn't been put on file or their Wi-Fi plan needs to be activated or they have tech support questions. Now, everybody's got a different opinion on this, but you often see some comical complaints in the customer service line. and, And I'm sure to every person it's important to them. But I do envision there's going to be a little bit of escalated customer service issues during these initial cruises where people are not cognizant of the fact that the cruise that they might have been on two years ago looks differently today, given these new initial, you know, rules that they have to follow. So I would expect there's going to be some pretty upset people that start doing the, I want a refund because we didn't go to where I thought I was going to go, or I had to wear a mask and it wasn't comfortable. That's just the nature of these things. There's always going to be some people that are, that are unhappy and hopefully it won't ruin the cruise for others. And, and I'm guessing that a majority of the people that are going to be the first, the cruise are going to be those that are avid cruisers or people that do fully recognize that things will be different. But a cruise ship is not the place to have your little protest and, and try to make your rights known. You don't have any rights. You're in international waters. It's, it's the great equalizer. So just enjoy it for what it is and to make the most out of it. Let us know in the comments below of anything that you think might be impacted in the short term during these initial sailings as people try to adjust to new rules. Please do remember to like and to subscribe as we try to get our goal of our first 1,000 subscribers. If one of the suggested videos being shown is of interest to you, please keep on watching. Thanks, and everybody stay safe out there.